What's the worst day you ever had in your business? I can name a few. I was a five-time award-winning entrepreneur who burned out because I couldn't give up control of anything in my business, whether it was because I thought I could do it faster or because I thought I couldn't afford it. I just refused to let anybody else in. Consequently, the business turned from a dream goal into a job I hated and I didn't know what to do anymore. In 2015, I closed my business, walked away, and started a whole new life. But I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up after that. And I realized that what I really love to do is marketing. I love to talk about marketing and create marketing and teach other people how to create value-based marketing initiatives that talk to their customers. I've done it for corporations, for entrepreneurs like you, bloggers, and everybody in between. I'm here to help you create your dream empire that gives you the freedom to create your life the way you want to do it. My name is Megan Brain. This is Stop Sucking Your Business. Let's go. Hey guys, Megan here. Before we get to the episode, I just wanted to give you a little bit of a, I don't know, recap of what this is going to be. Uh, we've been going through our archives of episodes and have found some ones that are just really good, like really helpful. And I don't want you to miss out on the information that a lot of these come from. So we are releasing every week an episode from the archives, and this is one of them. So I hope you like it. Hey guys, so glad to be here. Can I tell you that it has been a while since I have recorded a podcast. I uh, did them all in bulk because I knew that June was just going to be banana town for me with the launches that I had, the mentor series, and also with uh, Beauty Biz Pro. And dudes, I am beat. I am beatbox Betty, so beat. And this is just the ramp up right now because now we're in July and I can't even believe it. I can't believe it because we are going to go buy our first house this month. This month, I'm going to be, ah, uh, this is just, I, I, you know, you ever watch Community and Donald Glover's character had this scene where he goes, my emotions, my emotions. That's what I'm feeling. I got a whole bunch of things going on in my brain and in my feelings and it's just a crazy time right now. So I'm really glad that I can spend this crazy time with the people that I really love. And one of them you're going to hear from today. His name is Jared Andrews. I have known Jared 11, 12 years, maybe. We met in college at Pittsburgh. Well, actually, we met at <laughs> we were in college in Pittsburgh and working for an environmental group where we would call lapsed members pretty much and just beg them for money. And consequently, that's why I hate talking on the phone now. But <laughs> the best part that I got out of it was meeting Jared and knowing him all these years. And it's so funny that, you know, we started in Pittsburgh and yet we both ended up in New York City. And he's just killing it. He's killing it as a social media consultant. He knows so much about like stats and analytics and all of these things that even after the call that you'll hear, we were talking and he's just like, 
he knows so much stuff and it's just mind-boggling at how talented and how amazing he is he not only this is a little fun fact for you he not only is a social media guru he was the one that was just like you need to get your company on linkedin just to have a presence there and i was always like man i don't wanna it's another platform and gonna do much to do but he was definitely the pioneer for me for making sure that i was you know just having presences anywhere i could and little fun fact for you he was also my I guess I want to call him my booth designer. He was, when I had my soap company, like my trade show booths, my craft show booths, displays. Jared was the man. He and I would sit. He has this really big passion for architecture. And so he would sit down with me and like map things out and do grids and things and like actually figure out space and dimensions, which I never did. I was like, this will all fit, right? It'll be fine. And he just like, he killed it all the time. And so I am so thrilled to introduce you to him because I love him very much. And I've loved him for many years. And I'm really excited that he is here to share his expertise with you guys all about creating effective social media campaigns, the tools you should use, what you should look out for. We talk about best practices for even starting. Like if you're just starting on social media, like the best things for you to do. And it's just incredible. He's amazing. So I hope you love this interview and I hope you get a lot out of it. You should definitely tweet him at Jared J Andrews. Now, his name is actually with two R's, so Jard J. Andrews. But reach out to him, say hi, tell him he's amazing, because he is, and I love him, and I hope you love him too. Here's my interview with Jared Andrews. All right, Jared, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Can we just do a quick background on um, your experience and what made you start looking into social media? Yes, it, well, it's over a long period of time, but I've been using social media um, just at a personal level for a really long time. And it's evolved from, um, I, I come from higher education and I was a community manager and I did a bunch of social media and all sorts of different things uh, to help manage the student body. And um, at first we were only using platforms like uh, Blackboard and then as new social media channels kept evolving and being created, um, I saw the benefit on, you know, using Twitter and, of course, Facebook for the different groups and everything like that. And it just turned into a consultancy is what it's coming down to. It's, you know, just hearing your background is so funny to me because when I had my own product-based business, you were the one that was like, are you on LinkedIn? You should have a LinkedIn page. Why aren't you using LinkedIn? And it was like, you always just had such a keen eye for like uh, how to make these things work for your business. Definitely. And it's really, they're specific too for which platforms you want to use. I remember when we were trying to get some new leads for for hiring and everything, uh, referring back to LinkedIn, um, that's definitely like a, a small business boost or whenever you're searching for uh, positions to fill. 
Well, why do you think so many small business owners are intimidated by LinkedIn? Uh, it's expensive. Oh, mm-hmm. Or well, the advertisements and everything. Um, but creating a, a profile page, it's free. So it'll also, you know, it gives you presence at least on, on that channel. They don't really have too much of a sales aspect on that since it's more of a networking website. Mm-hmm. But it definitely helps being present on there. I just don't see a lot of them on LinkedIn. And I wonder if they're intimidated by it, if they think that their crowd isn't there, or do you think that it's, they're, do you think they're missing opportunities there? I don't think that they're missing out on uh, opportunities for sales. Um, having a presence is always good. Uh-huh. Uh, but the one thing though, is it's not user-friendly um, when it comes to trying to utilize LinkedIn to create new job leads. There are ways to do that. Um, you know, making connections with other business owners and those sorts of things. That's a good networking site for that. But mm. um, I would focus more on Facebook, Twitter, depending on the business. Um, since everything's going more visual too, Instagram is a huge one. Uh, Pinterest, that's another one. Their search features in Pinterest for different products and everything are amazing. And um, Google Plus, you always want to make sure that you have a Google Plus page for your business. Why is that? uh, One of the, well, one of the big reasons is whenever you search a business on Google, uh, the information, the location information, the contact information, it's populated through, through your Google account. So make sure that you have a Google business account and make sure that the information on there is up to date because if you don't edit it, uh, user-generated information will, and it's not always accurate, such as you know the time, your business hours, and those sorts of things. Do you think that Google Plus is also important for just online businesses? I do. Yeah. There's definitely uh, a bunch of different networking opportunities on there, not only for uh, showcasing your products and letting everybody know more about your business, but the networking aspect is really great. And about 60%, a little bit more than 60%, maybe 63% of businesses or people who are searching for products are searching through the Google platform. Really? The other other, uh, business uh, search engines, uh, like Bing, for example, There's only about 30% of users that are searching through that now. So it's mostly through Google anyway. That's so, I mean, I guess that makes sense. You know, we're so used to Google and just having Google be, have the answers for us that, yeah, I guess <laughs> that probably makes <laughs> sense to actually maximize that. Um, when, so say, say we're starting Metropolis Soap all over again and we're starting it today. What would you suggest are the first things that I need to do for social media? Like what are the first uh, platforms that I should go on? Definitely Facebook. Okay. A majority of almost everyone who has internet access uses Facebook and has a profile. Um, Pinterest is definitely an up and coming platform. Um, 
Instagram, everybody loves Instagram. It's easy to interact with. Mm -hmm. And you can also uh, showcase your your products in various ways because they have the, the video options in there now along with photo options. And then you can also, of course, create your own content and share it through there. So going, actually, it's perfect segue. So going to content, I think that a lot of people, myself included, you know, it's so difficult to keep thinking of new content all the time, every day, like something new, something exciting and have it not feel like, I don't know, having it not feel like I'm just trying to post something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I definitely understand that. So how do you, what are your tips for sourcing content? And um, do you, th- well, I'll, I'll get to the second question after that. But so what do you think is, are the best ways to think of new content? Um, inspirational quotes. That's always a good one. Uh, so you could take a, a photo of one of your products. Make sure to leave a little bit of spacing for text and and insert it there and share it with your followers. Uh, I always suggest that if you don't have analytics already started, you want to get all, all of those different accounts and everything created and also connected to WordPress or making sure that they're at least tracking the different analytics if you don't have WordPress. Um, if you don't have analytics through, through the WordPress. Um, there's also, once you have the analytics, ultimately, it's going to give you a much clearer picture on what your audience is searching for, along with their demographics and all of that kind of stuff, too. So you want to make sure that you know that uh, beforehand, if possible. At first, you always kind of want to make posts to get an idea of when the best time to post will be. Right. But on top of that, combining that with the analytics and knowing exactly what they're looking for or what resonates most with them, um, it, it starts giving you a better idea of if inspirational quotes work best with your followers or if they prefer uh, how-to articles over the inspirational quotes. Um, if you have a blog and you're sharing that... Which you totally should have a blog, by the way. You should definitely have a blog. Um, it also, the, everything gets tracked through the Google Analytics, so you can make adjustments accordingly. But I think one of the biggest things that small business owners, if they're not familiar with social media, um, there's a, there's a general understanding, I feel, that everybody knows how to, uh, utilize social media. And that's unfortunately not always the case because each of the different platforms, you have to communicate differently on there. You're not going to communicate the same way on Facebook that you would on Twitter um, or on Pinterest like you would Instagram. They're different. So what you want to do is you just want to make sure that um, you're open to testing mm-hmm. and trial and error. Mm-hmm. And sort of seeing what resonates most is that you're not going to have a really uh, clear picture until about three to six months in as you're going through and, and trying to, to generate content. So it's, it's experimental at first because you're getting to know your audience. But then after that, you can really cater what you need to do to give them the content that they want. 
I love that. And when, I guess, what I'm trying to get to is, like, what's a good ratio for, say, uh, my product as a piece of content and then inspirational quotes or content curation or things like that? Like, what is, what's a good um, way to think about, you know, like, with Gary V, he had the jab, 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 right hook. Uh-huh. Um, so what do you do you subscribe to the jab 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 right hook or do you think that there's kind of a like a formula you can over time it um what i usually do is i sign up for a bunch of different newsletters at first Mm -hmm. um to help with uh generating information for everybody and i kind of do that by uh, once i have the analytics it's shows you pretty quick what the keywords are that everybody is searching for, which is ultimately leading to you. So I try to find um, different bloggers and different websites. And I usually start with um, five or 10 of them. And I I read through it's uh, social media when you're posting and creating the content and everything. It's a lot of research that you have to do. You don't want to just retweet anything about you want to make sure that you're actually reading through uh, all of the different articles and everything and sort of going off of things that you might have posted before or if it's brand new uh, and you're creating a social media calendar for example uh, it just makes it a lot easier if you are able to experiment to see what what the best uh, types of posts will be and sometimes you also have to keep in mind too, uh, the content that you're posting isn't always what you think you would like. You really have to think a different way and try to imagine what your customers are looking for. And sometimes that conflicts with what you like versus what they like. So it's a big, it's a definitely a shift in how you think about creating content. It takes a little bit of time to get that. That's such a good point. Like I've, I I think I made so many mistakes early on just thinking like, oh, I like this and I like this and I'm not my customer, right? And it was just like, yes. like uh, who am I, like, who am I doing this for? Mm-hmm. And when, and when small businesses are starting uh, reaching out on, when they're utilizing, when they begin utilizing social media, I feel like a majority of them, from what I've experienced at least, um, think that way. And a lot of the times, uh, you know, they, they post and they keep making posts and it's just not getting the response that they're, that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. And um, it keeps getting uh, more of a burden. And that's why they end up hiring somebody for social media. And somebody who is trained in social media knows this. And it's also having a social media manager is a good way to sort of give yourself a sounding board. Totally. And that's, it, it helps. And that's exactly what most companies need. It's just, um, I think sometimes companies are expecting instant gratification uh, with ROI Mm -hmm. response times. And you have to keep in mind too, that, if you were posting a bunch of content before and say you haven't posted anything consistently for 
three or four months and then you hire a social media person and they're making a bunch of different posts on your various various sites and you're not getting the response, you kind of have to give it a little bit of time because they also have to get used to um, seeing information from you because right now they're not expecting it. But once you start posting things consistently and say that you have a, a weekly blog series that you do and you start posting every Monday, they're gonna start noticing a trend and they'll start you know, paying attention for that and getting used to seeing it. At first, they're, they're just simply not, so you're not able to get a large response. And I think that also discourages a lot of small businesses because, you know, time is money. Sure. Well, what do you think that you mentioned before that sometimes you're, you know, these people just aren't connecting with you or you're, pre- you're putting the wrong info? How would you... Uh, too much coffee, I guess. What I'm trying to say is... <laughs> How, like, what's a good benchmark to say, okay, this isn't working, I need to change my strategy, or I need to get a professional in here, or I need to start rethinking my content? Um, If you have WordPress, and you have your analytics set up through that, one of the things that you want to pay attention to is the bounce rate Mm -hmm. on your website. Mm -hmm. Uh, That can give you a lot of insight into... um, different social media platforms. And Google does that for Shopify and Etsy, by the way, is it is not just WordPress, but yeah, I, sorry, go ahead. No, it's okay. Um, I just, uh, I usually refer to, well, the bounce rate and then also, um, engagements go up and down. They're not going to constantly keep going up. They do rise over time because your followers are increasing over time. And the more consistent you are, the more responses you're going to get over time as well. So uh, there's all sorts of different avenues that you can take with that. That makes sense. It makes, yeah. And I think that, like I said, in the beginning, you know, you're just posting like, oh, this is pretty, or I would like this. And then all of a sudden your Pinterest account's a mess and you're (laughs) you're not bringing anybody. So what do you think is the time that somebody should begin to hire out and bring in a social media team or a manager? As soon as possible. Yeah. Getting a presence online is imperative for all businesses now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everybody is searching um, for exactly what they're looking for and they're able to find it. And more than not, over 80%. And say if there is um, a follower that you have on Facebook, and if they refer somebody to you through one of your social channels, chances are, though, that there's going to be a, an 80, more than 80% um, chance that they're going to end up purchasing something from your company, whatever it is you're selling. So referrals are huge. Um, and if you don't have a social media presence... A consistent one, if somebody goes to your site and you haven't posted something for three or four months, what's that going to tell someone? It's going to look like your company's not really open anymore. I've, I've had that so many times where I've gone to a website and I'm like, is, is, this, is this company still active? Like nothing's happened here. Am I, I'm not comfortable giving them my info. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why it's so 
consistency is so important. Even if it's once a week, mm -hmm. um, it depends on the, the social platform and your social media manager would know that on how many you know times they, they should be posting on the different channels because you don't want to get too spammy. People don't want to be sold to anymore. Right. They want to be the decision makers. So they're looking for what their friends and their family are, are purchasing and what sort of brands they support. And that's going to, you know, eventually determine, you know, if they'll be supporting your company or not. Um, and then also, I mean, it just it gives you credibility when you have a website. People usually take your company more seriously if you're creating your own content and you have a weekly blog post or monthly blog post, something showing that you are an expert in your field and that you can trust, that they can trust your products. Well, you say that people don't want to be sold to anymore, and I think that's totally true. How do you, how do you still sell to them? It ends up being more of like a partnership selling relationship. Got it. Mm -hmm. you're, when you're online. I mean, that's, that's what it comes down to. You want to resonate with your audience and let them know about your products because they want to make informed decisions. Mm -hmm. um, they're not going to take cold calls anymore. Um, they're not, uh, email campaigns do work if they're familiar with your company, but if you're spamming people who aren't familiar with your products and everything like that, it will not work. Makes sense. So I guess, I guess it's sort of like you're not actively selling. You're just staying top of mind. Would you, do you think that's kind of right? Yeah. Yeah. With the consistency and then also with your own information that you're sharing with them, they get to know you and they end up trusting your brand. And especially if they're uh, referring family and friends to you or, you know, vice versa. Now you you're talking about consistency and schedules. So I guess the good question would be what kind of schedule should I make or have my social media manager make? And is there like, is there a sweet spot for all the platforms or are there different sweet spots per platform? Uh, there's different ones for each platform. They all kind of work differently, but they all ultimately, you know, have the same goal. Um, what you want to do, chances are, if you're thinking about hiring a social media manager, you already have some of your social platforms already created. Mm -hmm. And what you want to make sure, like I said earlier, you want to make sure that you have the analytics and everything set up if you don't already. Um, but from there, you definitely want to focus on making those pages consistent with each other. You don't want to go from... Twitter to, to Facebook to Pinterest and have different logos on each page and the, you know, different background uh, information. And what you can do is you can start by, uh, there's different limitations on how much you can post on most social media websites anyway. Mm -hmm. So you'll want to do the research on that. And, um, the times of day, if you already have your analytics set up, there's there's ways to be able to tell the best time to post information on each platform, mm -hmm. so you're getting you know the, the best reach. Um, so you would just start uh, start with your first week, your first seven days. Start with uh, Monday, 
and write down each of the platforms that you have and start with making them look uh, cohesive mm -hmm. and then also start, start with, um, you can post a, uh, a shared article. You can make an inspirational uh, quote with one of the photographs that you have of um, your product. And then you can also uh, share your blog, your most recent blog post. And right there, that would be three different uh, types of content that you can share uh, on each social media platform throughout the day, which will be at different times. Mm -hmm. And you kind of want to mix them up a little bit too, because if you're posting uh, different, if you're posting a blog, if you're posting a shared article, and then you're also posting uh, a photograph with an inspirational quote on it, um, on all of your platforms the same day, make sure that not all of the same articles are being posted in the same order. You kind of want to mix and match it a little bit. Oh, I see. Like kind of remix it for. Yes. Do you think that it's a good strategy to share across the same platforms or do you think that it's better to do like Pinterest content, Pinterest specific content and Facebook specific content and so on? Yeah, you can do it that way. It really depends on on your products and what you're selling. Okay. And how you're selling. Mm -hmm. And um, your social media manager would be able to help you more with, with the specifics of that. Because it has to... There's a bunch of different things that you want to make sure you're looking into. Um, most importantly, the which platforms you're already on and making sure that you have the analytics and you know what your your audience is looking for. That's a good point. And I guess also with like tone, do you think that that's because I'm thinking specifically of LinkedIn versus Facebook. And I feel like if I'm a person that's looking to network and I want to do LinkedIn, but I also want my company to have a good presence on Facebook, I feel like maybe the tone would have to be different. Do you think that's true or do you is that just kind of overthinking it? No, the tone definitely has an impact on it. Okay. Um, if you're posting something on Facebook, um, I would say that's uh, a more, not necessarily like informal platform, but you can be yourself. Mm -hmm. Like conversational. Yeah. You can be conversational. Now with um, Twitter, since you're, you're limited to 140 characters in a post, uh, depending on what you're sharing on Twitter since some of the the information on there has recently changed. Um, you wouldn't you can't be as conversational on Twitter as you can on Facebook. And comparing um, Facebook to Instagram, for example, Instagram is very, very hashtag friendly. Mm -hmm. uh, Facebook isn't. And I see a lot of companies still using hashtags in Facebook, and it really doesn't have a large benefit to do that. Um, the sites that do have, uh, that you want to utilize hashtags in without overdoing it is Instagram and Twitter. So there's just different ways of communicating on each platform. So when it comes to hashtags, what do you think are good ways to find appropriate ones? I, I feel like... The ones that are like hashtag Instagood and follow for follow, like those just seem like like spammy or something. Like you're just getting lost in a sea. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. 
I would suggest uh, with your analytics, once they're all set up, you're going to be able to see the different keywords that people are searching in Google that bring them to your different websites and just start using those. Okay. And hashtagging those and then also um, create a hashtag for your company's name too and start adding that to all of your Instagram posts and all of your, uh, all of your Twitter posts as well. So that starts creating a presence. What, what's the benefit of having a custom, ha- like I understand the custom hashtag for Instagram because then, you know, you can kind of feature customers if they're using your hashtag, but what, what's the, the benefit of a hashtag on uh, Twitter? If somebody types in your business name, it's going to show up first. Oh, interesting. Yes. It shows up before your profile or is that just one and the same? They're usually mixed. Sometimes your profile shows up first. Um, sometimes it's a few posts down underneath. And it just depends on the interactions and the engagements that you've gotten on each of those posts. That's so interesting. Do you think that Facebook, I know that Facebook kind of dabbles in hashtags. Do you think that it's worth having hashtags in your Facebook posts too? Or is that just sort of a overkill? I think it it, it is an overkill. Yeah. Uh, you want to be conversational. Hashtags aren't conversational. And you want to be careful on the different sites. Um, a lot of people don't understand what hashtags are. That's one of the problems. But it also makes a conversational post choppy. Uh, and sure. it's a little distracting. Uh, definitely use emojis. Everybody likes those. <laughs> Your Facebook uh, your Facebook posts and Instagram and Twitter emojis are very, very friendly when it comes to the, the conversations and hashtags aren't. I, I see what you mean where it's just like the, the emojis are kind of making it um, like have a voice maybe like have a, a specific tone, I guess. Yeah, they definitely set a tone, especially if it's um going back to our uh, canvassing days. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, it definitely, uh, when you're, um, things can be misinterpreted very easy through text. Mm -hmm. So when you do add an emoji, it helps to definitely set the tone versus not having it. (laughs) Sorry, now I'm just, now I'm just reliving, (laughs) reliving our staff skills, which um, I'll, I'll explain that in the intro for people. They're like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Oh, Vietnam flashbacks. Um, (laughs) If we're starting a small business and we're starting a small candle business and we want to get our, we want to hit the ground running and we want to make sure that all of our social media is you know, just the best it can be right off the bat. And then we'll kind of tweak as we go. What kind of apps or things do you suggest people get started with? Um, the best apps I would suggest on, you want to, whenever you're trying to, um, figure out five to 10 different blogs or websites of a lot of, um, News, uh, news pages, they usually have an app. Okay. So want to make sure that you, you get those if they have one. It makes it a lot easier to um, get to where you need to go if you're trying to save some time and, and share some articles with your audience. 
That's one suggestion. Um, a lot of uh, people use there's um, if you go into the the Google Play Store uh-huh. and just search hashtag, that helps to um, generate some of the the more popular hashtags uh, based off of subject. Okay. So for Instagram, um, there is. There's a bunch of different ones. Um, top tags, I know that's one of them. And you can pretty much just type in uh, soap or or nature. And what it will do is it will pull up different lists that um, you can just copy mm-hmm. and paste into your post for the hashtags. Because you can use up to um, 30 hashtags in a post on Instagram. Uh, but on Twitter, you don't want to use more than than one or two in a post. Well, that, does that cut down on your character? Do or do are hashtags just a separate part of the character count? Um, for Instagram. Oh no, for for Twitter. For Twitter, it does. It takes away the characters. Oh, that's crazy. Okay. And it, it looks spammy. Because you're only working with 140 characters on Twitter anyway. Mm-hmm. So if all of it is are a bunch of hashtags, it doesn't look like anything. It just looks like a jumbled um, mess. But if you um, use 30 different hashtags on Instagram, you want to make sure that you're you know setting little notes and uh, you know talking with your customers and everything and letting them know what the, the photograph is about uh, before putting in the hashtags. Um, and then what else? Let's see here. What about like scheduling apps or, um, like filters, anything in particular that you use? For, uh, photographs, uh, whenever we're, um, resizing those because there, there are different size, uh, uh, requirements for different profile pictures on the different social media sites, uh, certain, sizes for the background photos on the different sites and you want to make sure that you're sizing things properly so it shows up on the different um, devices but what i usually use is um for instagram uh there is an app called insta size i-n-s-t-a-s-i-z-e and it, there's different filters and everything in there and i don't really use the filters too often but there is a crop feature in there that gives you a bunch of different options okay and you can kind of adjust them accordingly and then just um save it to your device and it makes everything look very uh tailored i really like that app for resizing photographs um what about the buffer versus hootsuite battle what do you have a preference they both have their their good points they are a lot different though um Obviously, it can help with uh, being more consistent in your posts and everything, but um, Instagram is still not something that you can uh, post directly through either Buffer or Hootsuite. Mm -hmm. Um, Hootsuite does send you reminders on when the best time to to post something on Instagram is if you end up connecting that account through there, but it won't go directly through. Um, I think that for larger businesses, um, Hootsuite might be a better option because there's, it's more specific when it comes to the, the analytics in there. 
And um, there's also a bunch of other things that you can do with it, whereas Buffer is a lot more user-friendly and still has analytics and everything. And uh, their customer service for Buffer is out of this world. It's all live. You can actually watch their customer service uh, on Twitter. They, they answer all of the questions and everything mm -hmm. uh, directly on there, which, which I really like. Um, for smaller businesses, though, I would suggest Buffer. Okay. I, I started with Hootsuite, and I think that, you know, this is the first year that I ever upgraded to Hootsuite Pro, and I, like, I liked it, but now I just feel like there's more that I can do with Buffer, like, just the different apps that I've come across, and... I don't know, like you said that it's more user-friendly, and I think that that's true. I think that, you know, Hootsuite's cool. It has the Instagram reminders, but I don't know. I feel like Buffer just has better, um, uh, like it's just easier with Buffer, uh, but I, I don't know. I think it's definitely easier to use. I mean, they both uh, have similar similar qualities, but... For smaller businesses, Buffer is more user-friendly, and it gives you exactly what you need, mm -hmm. not only with the, the great customer service, but the different platforms that a majority of small businesses use anyway for social media. Um, and then Hootsuite uh, is good for scaling large businesses because it gives you um, the analytics are a little bit more um, specific. And you can um, align, what's the word I'm looking for? I like both of them. But I think just for, for our conversation, mm -hmm. uh, Buffer is the better bet for, for smaller businesses. It's also more affordable. Mm -hmm. And there's um, a couple of different options. There's a, there's a free version that they have. And they also have, um, I believe it's $10 a month for... Um, their awesome plan is that their awesome plan, and then thirty dollars for the business plan that they have. That's thirty dollars per month. So, and you get twenty-four hour a day, seven day a week customer service. So, do you think that have you done anything with the the Pinterest thing that they have for Buffer? Uh huh. Yeah, um, when you're posting on um, through a mobile device. And you have a bunch of different uh, boards, and say you're you're sharing something on one of your boards. Are you? Um, let me back up a second. I have used it, and I had some trouble right when I first started using it um, because it wouldn't save. I can't just share an article, select the board, and then save it via mobile oh. without adding a photograph. Oh, like you have to? It won't pull from the article. Yeah, it won't pull directly oh. from it. So it's a little bit easier to add the Pinterest via desktop. Mm -hmm. um, you can still add it via mobile. It's just you want to make sure that you save a photograph before you go to post it okay. to a board. Okay. But it works fantastic. That's cool. I wonder if they'll ever you know, up that technology. That would be really cool to just kind of automate it as much as possible. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. What are you going to do, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, we are reaching the end. So what is the best way that people can reach you out in the internets? Um, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, my, my handle is Jared. It's J-A-R-R-E-D. J Andrews. So add Jared J Andrews on uh, Twitter. Um, same for LinkedIn. I'm on there under Jared J Andrews. Um, those are the ones that I usually use. I also have uh, an Instagram account where it's um, not really business related. It's just more of the some of my hobbies that I do. More shots of New York. Lots of shots of New York. <laughs> lots of shots of uh, traveling to different places. Um, good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. You can, you can follow me on there. And then also my email address is jaredjandrews at gmail.com. And I will link to all of those in the show notes so that people can just click and find you easily. Excellent. I'm creating a website too, but it's um, it's down at the moment. I have one, but I'm... There's... It's in beta. Yeah, it's in... <laughs> <laughs> all right, Drew, thank you so much. Thank you.